Yeah, Bill, I know. It's the, we're busy. It's the first night after everything's back, all right? Hey, bud, we're going to get you. What? What do you what do you want? The fifth one? The fifth one? All right, let me just I have to go grab that. Hold on. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. The the fifth bottle from the top. Thanks. You know, I it's going to sound weird, but how old are you? 11. Close enough for me. Thanks, mister. <laughs> is there anything else I can get for you? Uh, do you have any toys? Sir, this is a bar. <clears throat> do you have any toys? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, um, I got this Rubik's Cube, got this Transformer. Oh. Uh, there's that guy. Um, we got a pinball machine over in the corner. Um, if you need, if you have dollars, I have change. No, I don't have any money. Ah, uh, well, I have the transformer and the Rubik's cube. I'll take the transformer. All right, get Starscream. Oh, that's the worst. He's the literal worst transformer. Starscream did not put up with that for you to disrespect him. He did not <laughs> fight in the cyber wars for you to disrespect our men and women in our armor. Side note, are Transformers women? I honestly don't think there's a single female Transformer in the old media. Anyway, back to the scene. <laughs> Wee! 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 <laughs> I'm bored. Oh, well, um, do you want another drink or do you want to put me, someone, me to put something on the TV or do you want to listen to something or? Uh, I didn't even start to drink this. Can you help me <laughs> open it? <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Pink. Oh. <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> you'll you'll grow to like it. But I don't think so. Show me, <laughs> show me one thing that you've grown to like in your life. Life. No. Well, I mean, I do like I like my job, even though it's busy. I have good friends. This is the. <laughs> there's uh, this is podcast I like. You listen to podcasts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. And before how do we you open, know what a podcast is? You're like fifty eight hundred. I am twenty eight. Fifty hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there's a couple I listen to. I, there are a few I like. Yeah. To play one. All right, let me just play me a podcast. You're the barman. All right, let me just uh, get over to the system. Why do you have everything on these elaborate shelves? Because they make them look fancy. Seems impractical. Yep, but they don't pay me to think. They pay me to pour drinks and uh, play. Hello and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I'm Alan. I'm Matt, <laughs> and I just got a child drunk. <laughs> that one like had me. I didn't even know like. Right, I was just like, I, I don't know how. Well, since I was like, I don't know what I wanted to do, but anyway. I was like, all right, maybe it's a toy store. And you're like, all right, here's your drink, kid. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. But you got, you got Starscream. Yeah, I got Starscream. It literally is the worst 
Transformer. I'm not super, super well versed in Transformers. He's like a weasel. He's his whole character is he's a weasel. So one of my friends in college was really into Transformers. I think she still is really into Transformers, but I think it's very funny and I'm sure she does too. But like over the last year, she came out as trans and I do think it's funny. I'm like, so are we gonna, <laughs> are we gonna armchair psychologist our way into this? Or like, <laughs> what? I wanted to mention it to her, but I'm just like, try to broach this carefully. Did you always want to? Did, did you always know you were a woman in disguise? <laughs> oh god oh wow how's your week been <laughs> it's like gonna get playfully transformed i don't think so i, I, don't, know. I don't know i mean you have a trans sibling i do i love her I, my week's been really good good we're getting back into a new DD campaign now run by my good friend james he's doing it for the first time he's kicking butt at it love it already i can tell the difference between our DD styles because i was like oh you're heading to that town uh, yeah, it'll probably take you like three days to get there, I guess. And he like slams a world map in front of us. And he's like, if you want to go here, it'll take you two weeks. And we're <laughs> playing through like all of that time. Oh, oh wow. That's <laughs> intense. Like real time? Not real time, but like every real day. Time. Like, yeah. Yeah. You wake up and like, all right, how do we get through like this day of travel? And Jeez. these are the things we run into. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. How's your week going? It's one of those weeks where it just kind of has blurred together. Okay. There's really no like discerning feature to make it stand out yet. I think I'm feeling you. I think that's what my week has been as well. Yeah, which isn't bad, but it's also one of those things that I'm, I'm like, there's things coming up that I'm like, okay, so I have that in, you know, two weeks I have this in a week, I have that in June. I have, with all these things that I have coming up, when there's nothing, there's nothing. We're throwing a pretty big party in June. I hope you can make it. What's the party? My, my wedding. I can't make it. <laughs> You're the best man. I can't make it. <laughs> I, I always thought it'd be a really funny thing because, like you, because like you sent me an invitation and it's like R R S V P by this date. What if we just said no? You're like, ah, oh, shoot, I can't make it. <laughs> right? What if I just like we talked about this for two years? And like I, it got away from a man. I, I have a battle bots tournament. <laughs> I'm committed. <laughs> I. I told my mom I'd take her out for lunch three years ago. That's at least a six-hour commitment. Oh, God. My mom loves to talk. Once Anne gets going. Oh. <laughs> All right, Matt. And I'm ready. I'm ready at the... What is this fucking thing called? I'm ready at home play. I've got my bet. <laughs> what do you got for me this week? Oh, am I starting? I... All right, Matt, you're at the home base. You got the bet. And, and I'm doing the pitch, man. So get ready for the, this. It's Valheim, the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was a slow ball. <laughs> I've heard of this game. Okay, what have you heard about it? I've heard it's Vikings. Correct. MMORPG style. Correct. I, I've heard it's hard-ish. It is difficult. It's one of those games that's it has like a... It, the difficulty is non-existent. So like Dark Souls or things like that. Like you, you play the game and mm. I don't want to equate it to Dark Souls because that's not what you're dealing with. But <laughs> you play the game and the difficulty is the difficulty, which right. has a huge benefit to the game design because that means that they can tailor your experience around that and around this necessity to become stronger than to face those same things. It's a cool game. There are tons of pros about it. Okay. Mm. You can chop down trees. <laughs> this isn't Minecraft chopping down trees. This is you chop down a tree and it timbers 
and then if it hits into another tree and does enough damage, that tree can timber. Oh. Yeah. Domino tree physics is like one of the best parts of this game. There are a ton of unique things that this game does that I've never seen any other game do. Yeah. You're right. It's Vikings. It's kind of MMO. You can play it by yourself, but you can also open your server up and have like up to 10 people playing together. There was a game that was like that. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Rust? Yeah, Rust was like that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what is it? It's like a three day server, but you only had it for <laughs> three days and then it just died. Except this one's just, you're good. Just go. Okay. The way they do skill levels is very reminiscent of RuneScape. Like okay. the, more, the more you do something, the more your skill increases in that. Mm-hmm. They don't have a skill for constitution or hardiness or health or anything. What they do is your health is based off of the last three foods you ate. So it has a hunger system, but not in the way of Minecraft, where if it gets all the way down, you're going to start getting hurt. Everybody starts with something like 25 base health, no matter like you could be level 100 and you have 25 base health. And if you eat like a strawberry or something, all of a sudden now your max health is 45 for a period of time for like as long as that food lasts. Right. So you can eat like three different things and your health and stamina increase depending on what you eat. And then as time goes by, that bar goes down and your health and stamina go back to that kind of base level. So a mechanic of the game is going around collecting food and figuring out how to cook things to get better food because the more high quality food you have, literally the stronger you are. As in life. (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. Is this Kobe beef? (laughs) (laughs) That's 26 points. (laughs) So you've been playing it with friends or? I started playing it because some of the people in my friend group were raving about it so i gave it a go and i fell in love with it when i first loaded up the first thing i really enjoyed doing was punching things because i really (laughs) enjoyed the feedback vibration of punching and also the sound effect of the punching is really really good um so i stood there and punched a rock doing zero (laughs) damage for about two hours and i got my unarmed skill up to 20 or whatever Right. And then I decided I was going to play the entire game with only my fists. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I I managed after a couple of days, I managed to beat the first boss with just my fists. I was like, this is my journey. I'm going to I'm going to do it. I've since given up on that journey because there's (laughs) there's literally no way. I'm always interested when people play games like that or do like kind of self-imposed limitations. Mm -hmm. The example I know, you know, is Griffin playing World of Warcraft as a pacifist. Yeah. There was one I saw was like a pacifist playthrough of Fallout 4, not killing anyone, including like the roach in the beginning. That's like, here's how you kill things. And includes all like making story choices in the game. Oh, I can't kill people. I think that stuff is fun. It reminds me of kids on a playground where you would just have to make up your own game. So you would take Mm -hmm. something that you already know, like tag, and you'd put new constraints on it, new limitations. You'd alter it. And it's like a game in a game. Right. Well, you have the different subsets and subgenres of tag, freeze tag, or double tag, or (laughs) blob tag, or just all these various riffs on the same thing. I always think that makes stuff more interesting. Not in the sense of like, it was bad before, 
but just like it adds another layer. I agree with that. The other really cool thing about this game is the construction in it. They have a, a snapping grid system. So you place down like a floor and you can snap walls to the side of it and you don't have to worry about lining everything up perfectly. It kind of like clicks it in for you in a grid, but you can place it like wherever you want, but it, it does have that snap feature, which makes it really easy. But they have realistic support physics. So like you can't build a giant tower or whatever because as it gets taller, it needs more support at the base and like stuff starts breaking at the top. It's really cool. Oh, so like it'll structurally not work. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It was super fun. My first couple weeks, I would sit there during like an overnight shift at work and I'd be looking up Norse <laughs> home designs. Oh, to like make it accurate. Yeah. I was, well, cause oh, wow. the pieces you build with are, are reminiscent of that. It's not like blocks or anything. So I was like, all right, how do I use this X beam and these diagonal ones? Like, how did they use that to support their homesteads? And I was like, oh, shoot, they used to build their roofs slanted all the way to the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Honestly, I recommend this game. I recommend it. I think it's super fun. I've put over 80 hours into it. <laughs> and if it weren't for my friends playing, I probably wouldn't have beaten the second boss mm. because I was just totally content to build stuff. And I still am like they're like beating bosses and being like, let's get ready for the final boss and collecting all this stuff. And I'm still like building a village. Y yeah. With like stone road and walls and like an apartment building down this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always an apartment building. <laughs> I'm always interested in like in what types of gamers do with open world games like that. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a game like with a story, like what people will do of like, oh, no, I'm just doing side quests right. or I'm just going to build things. Mm -hmm. and they're perfectly content doing that. Who, who's going to just like blast through the main story and just like never play it again. What, what kind of gamer do you consider yourself? You know this answer. Well, you're a story gamer. <laughs> There's only been a few games that I've beaten to finality because there was like a set number of side quests or there was not an overwhelming amount of side quests. Was that Outer Worlds? I have not beaten Outer Worlds yet. You haven't, wait, you haven't beaten the whole game? No. Oh, geez, buddy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I yeah no I I really like that game too. No but like like one of them was like God of War. Right yeah. I beat God of War to finality <laughs> because after you beat the main story, which is incredible, it is really good. They add a little post campaign thing mm -hmm. afterwards which is like kind of keep you going besides just wandering around which is you have to free the valkyries who have been possessed yeah oh my god and they're brutal they are the most difficult bosses i've ever fought and so it's grinding at side quests to get your stats up trying to find stuff um memorizing boss patterns to like get it right and oh it's so hard but once you do it it's like <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the design of those Valkyries was so good because each of them, there was something like five, right? I think it's like seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. But each one had like a different move set you had mm -hmm. to memorize and learn the counters for. And mm -hmm. then when you fought the Valkyrie queen or whatever. Oh, she knows all of them. Yeah. And it was so would just, cool. <laughs> I would just flop between them. Yeah. Rapidly. And you're just like, oh, and you're just there guarding and you have your, your son just like peppering her with arrows. Just like, <laughs> 
boy <laughs> more arrows boy he's just like i'm out it's like, wait for the cooldown. oh god such a good game valheim early access you can purchase it on steam or wherever you get your video games i think it's i think it might just be steam we're not sponsored by valheim not yet they've made enough money that like they could Jeez. yeah please sponsor us i really like unexpected run-ins with people oh with people okay yeah not with cars well i mean those are fun too <laughs> Oh, fancy seeing you here. <laughs> <laughs> Just saw the John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. <laughs> I got run over by Alexis. <laughs> so I've been running with my, my Tuesday running group, and that's been lovely. It's been getting warmer and nicer. It's like this is much more enjoyable. Are you trying to remember the name? Yeah. Oh, it's on like the tip of my tongue. It was like a funny... Yeah, it is. It was like an acronym. <laughs> It is. I mentioned it like in the first or second episode of the podcast. Oh, it was Girl. It is, yeah. Girl. <laughs> yeah. So I've been running with Girl for a while now. It's getting nicer, so we have more and more people coming out. The environment is much friendlier. Nice. But what I've been doing is the nights that I kind of don't or I'm tired or whatever else, I'm like, all right, if you do this, you can get dinner out. Right. You can have sushi. Right. You, like, you, can, you can like stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing. And I went to this place in Boston called Dig In. Oh, like I-N-N? Yeah. Oh, that's wholesome. This is really nice. They do good food, too. I like their food. But I basically walked in there like a week ago. It was like, what is, what, what do I do? A couple people, there's a couple people from. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, man. Oh, oh crap. Uh, do I sit? Do you sit? Do I order the food? <laughs> what is, uh, I haven't been outside in a year. Please tell me what I'm uh, Hi, my name's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. What would you like to order? No, <laughs> I take your order. Uh, but no, so I, I went in and there was a couple people from Girl there. Oh, like unprompted. Unprompted, yeah. I was like, oh, hi. And they're like, hi. He goes, oh, you should come sit with us. And I like sat with them. And it was just like a very lovely thing. We talked about life and things and what we were all doing, what we're working on. And it was a very unexpected evening. I was planning on like walking in, getting my food and leaving and going home and whatever. But I was like, oh, no, I'm going to sit with Gabriel and John and Raul. And we're going to talk about stuff. Oh. Yeah. That example makes me want to cry when that happens to me. <laughs> that, like when you when you show up <laughs> when you show up somewhere and people are like, Oh hey, it's you. I'm so happy to see you and genuinely like you to the point where I actually want you to sit down with us and oh, join us. No, I get it. Yeah. Come join us. Legitimately. Honestly, I want you to. And you're like, you really? So that actually reminds me of a little phrasing thing that I'm trying to implement more. Oh, okay. When you invite someone to do something, instead of saying like, if you can make it, you're welcome to come with me. You are welcome here versus like, if you can make it. Right. Okay. It feels just a little bit more like, please. You don't want to say like, you should come. Right. Because that's the whole thing. I want you there. Right. I want you there's a good one too. I could be good depending on the context. No, but I, I, I think those interactions are really, really nice. My son's being born. I want you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm your wife. I hope so. Yeah, it's like, uh, we're not having this birth without me. <laughs> I'm the, I did the work. <laughs>
<laughs> what a weird moment or a total like epitome of a dad joke before you become a dad is your wife gets to the hospital before you and you come into the hospital room and you go i'm so glad you could make it oh my yeah that's bad <laughs> that's so bad i love this thing though these cosmic coincidences where you just run into people it's just it's such a nice thing yeah i really enjoy that i just really enjoy when things line up in that way it's kind of unexpected and pl unplanned this merges really well into my topic did you take the school bus to go to school i actually didn't oh god all right <laughs> Okay, judgment. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let me have it. That's not what this is about, but I'm setting a scene, but you won't <laughs> okay. be able to. Okay, I'll set the scene for everyone else and you can just use your brain or replace bus with your mom's car every time I say it. <laughs> You're sitting on the bus, you're on the window seat and it is lightly raining in the morning. There are like drops on the window and you're watching one drop that's kind of shaking. Eventually it starts trickling down a little bit and as it does, it hits a few other small stagnant drops and they mush together until they hit terminal volume and then <laughs> shoot down the window. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I love the feeling of joining a group. It's just such like a good feeling. It's probably a safety in numbers kind of thing. Yeah. I think back to the fraternity a lot where I would get my lunch at DACA and I'd come out of like the line or whatever and I'd look around for people I knew. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw a group of people, I was like, oh, I have a place. I have a space in a group. And when I sat down, I don't have to worry about other people. I feel safe with these people and it puts you at ease. And I think belonging to something, especially in the example you provided with getting your food, mm -hmm. you like, walk up the steps and see the whole kind of outlet of those like Hogwarts style long tables. Yep. You know, where are the guys? And then they'd be like at the table, like, all right, cool. That was the seat. I know my place. <laughs> I know my place. I know where I'm going. Versus if you were not part of a group of any kind, mm -hmm. you just be like, where am I going? Which, I mean, that's always the trope you see in high school movies is like the new kid is like, oh, <laughs> and then goes to the bathroom and it's real sad. And that's how you build sympathy for the character. <laughs> that is such a trope. Who in their right mind as a new kid in school is going to think it's less embarrassing to have people watch you walk into the bathroom with a full with your tray, tray of, of food. food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This will so socially save me. It's a, it's a no from me. <laughs> It's a weird feeling. I don't know if I can describe it of floating almost. Yeah. Maybe it's just the action of like throwing off your backpack as a kid. And you're just like, oh, all of this weight is lifted. This social weight. I know you guys like me. I know that we're friends. I don't have to be worrying. Yeah. Let's just sit here. And I, if something pops into my head, I can just say it because I know that's the relationship we have. Mm -hmm. It's just comfortable. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's also just like when you do have to integrate yourself into a new group, why that's such a thing, which I'm meeting new people like, oh, God, mm. kind of two opposite examples. On one end, you have like, I'm joining my group at the table versus like when we were at camp, one of the things we had to do was like, oh. you can't sit with staff. Yeah, you have to sit with campers. So it's like me as a 22 year old, 23 year old man walking <laughs> up to a table of like 13 year olds. <laughs> I think very Steve Buscemi, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, Can exactly. I sit with you? And just like, so, how's your program? And they're just like, good. Especially at that age, because you still see yourself as a kid. So you're sitting down and you're like, I'm close enough in age that we can relate. But they're all looking at you like, no, you're 30. Oh, <laughs> like, my, yeah. Like, wow, who let this old man in? <laughs> 
who let in this like actual world war ii vet <laughs> sit with us sometimes depending on the mentality of the kids and how they view the staff it feels a little bit like you're the eye of sauron <laughs> I am Sauron. It's what it feels like because you're sitting there at the table and everybody's got their heads down, they're eating their food, and you kind of like look over at one of them and you're like, How is program? And they don't make eye contact. (laughs) They're like, It was good. (laughs) And like two of them start talking to each other, and you turn, you're like, What are you guys talking about? And they're like, Nothing. (laughs) 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 Jump cut to like burning eye. That's what it feels like sometimes. It was such a weird thing. Where oh, we're, yeah. It's it's like if Mickey Mouse were to come and sit down to eat lunch with you at Disney. Oh. It's like I wanna I wanna see you on stage. I don't wanna be in this personal right. situation with you. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I mean, it was good if you like found a troop or you found kids that you like got along with. Yeah. Like there were kids in my program who I'd like to sit with them because, well, because my program is a bit weird that way. I would have the same kids for a weekend and they did not like all blend into one massive child. <laughs> I had like seven kids at a time, maybe if I was lucky. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm sitting with you. You're at a summer camp. A weird fog has fallen across the camp. <laughs> you and three other counselors have found yourselves separated from everybody and you can't find any other staff members anywhere. And suddenly they're just like campers meandering through the fog and you like call out to them and they all turn to you at once and they come together in the most inhuman way oh. and morph <laughs> into this giant camper. And it's just like, I am Bud. (laughs) (laughs) I am the cosmic Bud. (laughs) One thing I did a lot that I've, you know, fallen in and out of it was I'm a big music listener. I I try to keep up with, you know, what's coming out or whatever. I've gotten in the habit of like during my workday listening to albums, like finding an album going from start to finish. Oh. I'm going to find this one artist and I'm going to like do it from beginning to end. But I found a couple YouTubers, writers, bloggers whatever you want to call it and I'm like I'm taking your suggestion I'm taking your suggestion and it has turned me on to some stuff that I really really love and stuff that I would not visit again but like I appreciate this <laughs> now when you do this during work because you take calls do you pause it when you, you start your call yeah I will be listening to something and if I get a call I have a certain amount of time to answer before it goes to the next person and that's usually enough time for me to pause the Spotify go back and answer the phone so you are like giving it your devoted attention right I'm giving my devoted attention I'm not going to have it in the background while I'm talking to this person. That's cool. That's probably the way artists anticipate people experiencing their work. Right. And I mean, that's ultimately it is like so much of our consumption now is like radios or playlists or shuffles. So I think it's nice to have an album just be like, all right, this is one viewing it as one piece, almost like a movie or a game. We're going to go begin to end. Jenny was telling me about some artist who was like, this whole album is one piece of work. Do Mm -hmm. not listen to it out of order. Do not pick individual tracks. Only listen to this album (laughs) if you can devote something like 45 minutes to it from beginning to end. I can get, I understand that. Because like there are certain albums or certain songs. If I just like put this on, it would be weird. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's yeah. fair. When she told me about it, I was like, that's a little artsy-fartsy, pretentious. <laughs> like- I, I can understand that. I was actually just talking to Jenny about this because we 
no spoilers to anyone else <gasps> who's doing this, but I found a song to be in your wedding and I sent it to her. Oh, I was like, why don't I know about this song for, that's going to be for, part of my for, wedding? For anyone else who's invited <laughs> to the wedding or I don't know. Should, no, I don't know. Yeah, um, if you don't want to get spoiled on the dance. Well, this is the funny part. Our wedding was going to be huge. And now the only people going are family, our wedding party and our wedding parties plus ones. Oh, really? Yeah, the, that's the only people. Jeez. Even then, we're pushing the limit a little bit. Right, right. So I sent Jenny this song. This is it. This is it. And she was like, oh, I'll listen, I'll listen to it. And then she texted me like, oh my, like, yeah, like we just listened to it. We love it. I'm like, great. And I was like, I text my music stuff to Jenny because I know she cares more than you do. I love you and I don't care. <laughs> exactly. like, fine. And so I said, like, I know Alan doesn't really like care about the music or like whatever was playing. And she's like, well, you'd be surprised because I, I made a playlist of songs for like our dance. And he said no to every single one. It's like, Okay. <laughs> So I don't care about music, but as we've already stated, I am an intensely picky person. Yes. So the fact that she was like, let's pick the song for our first dance. I'm like, okay, I have a criteria list. <laughs> I have a rubric. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it needs to be fast enough that we can move, but not so fast that we don't feel emotional. That can't be too much of this music, but it should mm -hmm. feel upbeat. Because I was talking to her and she said like, you guys didn't have a song. No, we, we just never have. Right, which is fine. It we just never had a situation where, you know, we were parked with my pickup <laughs> by the lake. You know, <laughs> we just never had that situation. We never had like a 60 Chevy, <laughs> like me and my letterman. And she's like, oh, I'm cold. And you like put it over. Yeah. And then a brown eyed girl plays and like, I have brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god and she had mentioned that I'm like that's really nice versus like other friends are like oh no like this album dropped or this song came out right when i got together with her or him or whoever else oh, it's like this okay. is our thing but this is all to say that it's been a very interesting experience listening to things that i do not normally consider in my wheelhouse wait bleep this part out but are you the one that sent us yeah. Oh, we are going with that song. No, I know. She texted me. Oh, well, well thank you for that. No, because we both love Maggie Rogers. And I heard this like snippets of it. And then today she just goes, hi, I released the recording of the full performance. And I'm like, no, like, you have time to work it in. And she's like, we're doing it. I'm like, yes, I'm curating your wedding. <laughs> I sent that because I just thought it was absolutely stunning. And it's perfect. Like, yeah, right. This all comes back to around to say, like, listening to things I don't normally listen to has been very um, eye opening and challenging. Is the challenging part that you can't skip? Not that I can't skip. I'm making the conscious choice not to. What I've learned through certain music bloggers and certain music writers, there is music designed to be unpleasant by conscious <laughs> effort as part of an artistic statement. That piece of art that the person hit with an axe or whatever because it made them so mad. <laughs> very much that. Very much that experience. Um, and so that has been my at least one of my experiences. Oh, that's terrible. There are certain moments in time of what I'm enjoying content or watching something or playing something that I wish I was constantly live streaming just so I could have my reaction. Like, I wish there was a stream of me playing Last of Us Part Two for the hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. For specifically that moment in hospital, no spoilers. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. And I remember I had my headphones in because you had not gotten that far. And I was just like, 
on the floor squirming like yeah goat, like kicking away i'm so glad you did that and i was able to remain spoiler free for that game because that part is freaking crazy mm -hmm. when i went through it you were like remember when i was on like the floor like screaming like in yes. the other room i was like yeah you're like this was that part this is after you finished it too so i was like oh yeah. i didn't prep yeah i didn't prep you for it <laughs> so listening to the daughter's album you won't get what you want okay i am uncomfortable this is not pleasant. <laughs> oh, God. But it's like, good. It achieves what it wants to achieve in making me feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say out loud, that it's going to make me feel awful when I liked it. So that's been an uh, interesting experience, listening to these pieces of work as they intended it to be listened to or be consumed and going through that whole journey. The only thing I can think of that makes sense with what you just said of it hurt you and you liked it. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that I've gone through that with was La La Land. Mm. La La Land messed me up, <laughs> but it was an amazing movie. I'm feeling the same way about it that you are with the albums where it's like, I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Yes. It messed me up so much. I was like, I don't want to go through that again. I remember I, th I think I was talking to Pat about something similar where he watched an episode of black mirror i think it's called the entire history of you as like i've watched it once because i can't watch it again oh because it like it like saw me like it Ugh. looked at me like <laughs> so that kind of thing of like oh like la la land being like no that tapped every little button i had yeah that was when jenny and i were still pretty early in a relationship and we left the theater i was like are we supposed to be together <laughs> Am I denying myself my happier life because I'm settling? <laughs> Do I want to play jazz? <laughs> Am I Ryan Gosling? <laughs> Is this my sign to get into jazz? I get abs. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be insufferable and drive an old-timey car? Uh, Speaking of love, <laughs> have you heard of love languages? I have. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a book <laughs> titled The Five Love Languages. In it, he narrows down our individual preferences for receiving love into five categories. The aforementioned love languages. By breaking it down this way, he's simplifying a much more complex concept of what does and doesn't make you feel loved. So there are five love languages. Yes. <laughs> Words of affirmation, which is just saying nice and supportive things to somebody or to your partner. Acts of service, which is just doing helpful, practical things for somebody. Receiving gifts, which is obviously giving gifts. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Quality time, which is spending meaningful time with somebody. And then physical touch, which again, pretty self-explanatory. It's your huggers, your massagers, your kissers, your whatever. So these five love languages basically are supposed to highlight how you feel the most loved when something happens. By learning that, you also realize how you exhibit love to somebody else. Because it makes sense that if you feel most loved when somebody gives you a compliment, when you go to show somebody else that you love them, you think to give them a compliment because that's what means the most to you. Right. Do you know what your love languages are? I think for a while it was words of affirmation and acts of service. I'm a sucker for like the random, like you're doing great. Oh, okay. I think for a while it was like gifts. 
but that kind of swapped and it's just life happened. What are your love languages? <laughs> Mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. I can see that. You're a hugger. I am. Hold on. Let me see if she's still in her staff meeting. <laughs> it might be over. So now that he's gone, I just want to say, are we all on the same page that like Alan's lost a bit of weight? Like he looks good. I don't know what he's doing, but he looks like he looks good either way, but I'm just like, maybe it's just, you know, he's more comfortable in himself. I think he's more comfortable in himself. He just has a bit, a bit more of a swagger and just a bit more of a like, this is me. Uh, nah, nah. And uh, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I just see you like wiggling back and forth. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> She's still at her meeting. That's the that meeting. Yeah. I doubt there's a day that goes by where I don't tell Jenny that I love her and that she's beautiful. And right. I'll just throw out random compliments because that's just how I show it, you know? Right. If we're snuggling on the couch, I'm always the one that's snuggled up more, you know? Right. She's just not a initiate initiating snuggler because her love languages are acts of service and quality time. So she feels loved when I go on walks with her or when we sit down to do something together or when I do the dishes. So the word language is really versatile here because it's talking about giving and receiving. And the real value of learning your love languages and the love languages of your partner is then putting in the effort to show your love in a way that they receive, that they want it. <laughs> Being able to like speak their language. Exactly. Pardon the cheesiness. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> like when I have this urge to show Jenny that I love her, I know I could draw a whole bunch of doodles and put sticky notes everywhere. But what would probably mean more to her is if I clean the whole apartment. Doing that is like learning what you like is not necessarily what that person likes. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really big part of being in a relationship like that. And that doesn't mean you can't show love the way you naturally feel you want to but knowing and putting an effort into showing that person that you love them in a way that they speak that language it's just going to strengthen your relationship a lot more because i can say as many compliments to jenny every single day and hug her every time i see her but if i never spend any time with her for me that's fine because in passing i don't mind that stuff too much but for her she needs that time to feel loved and so that's something I have had to adjust to and make work so that we both feel loved in the relationship. That is a very important thing is to just make space for that. When someone says, you know, this is my thing or this is what I have, it's like, all right, cool. Not like, oh, well, we need to fix that. It's like, no, that's you, <laughs> who you are. Like, no, I will make space. Compromise is such a dumb word. I hate the word compromise. Yeah, because it, it, compromise implies that like we're both not getting what we want, but we're like finding a middle ground. Yeah, which isn't the right thing. And it also kind of feels like, what are you getting? What am I getting? Let's mm -hmm. look at the value here. Let's look at the score. I much prefer to look at it as I don't mind walks. Mm -hmm. I will not, I don't think ever go out of my way to be like, hey, let's go on a walk. <laughs> Like if I'm sitting down to play video games, I'm choosing video games over walking is essentially right. what's happening. Yes. And so she comes in and goes, hey, do you want to go on a walk? I need to be able to mentally remind myself, hey, Alan, yeah, you don't like walks as much as video games. 
but you like walks. Yeah. So you can do this and it will benefit both of you instead of being like, fine, I'll do this for you because I know you like walks. So I'll stop. Right. And that extends to, you know, other things like interests and hobbies. Mm -hmm. So Jenny has hobbies and interests that you do not. Correct. And likewise. And I think part of it is being like, hi, I don't care (laughs) about this thing, but I like that you do. Yeah. You can talk to me about it, but that's your thing. Mo- I will most likely not do that thing with you, but like, I, I like that you like it. <laughs> that sounds awful, but like... I mean, for me, that's her crystal thing. Oh, the, yeah, the crystals. Yeah, she does yeah. her crystals. For On her side, it's probably my anime. Mm-hmm. She's like, maybe if we find the right anime, I might try to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her. It's a freaking full of cal trips, caltrops. It's full of... Sp- <laughs> I was talking to someone about because I had mentioned that like my nerd stuff has reached very far. Okay. But there's a couple I have not touched. Right. Yeah. Like I have not touched D or like role playing. And I haven't touched anime or manga. And someone was like, well, let me tell you about manga. And I'm just like, <laughs> <sighs> you know, I'm doing One Piece right now. That's like 900 episodes. And I'm like, I'm not doing One Piece. Like I've heard Attack on Titans go, oh, Attack on Titans bad. Let me tell you why Attack on Titans what? bad. What? Oh, come and on. And I'm just like, Okay, I, I don't know. Let me start you on my first manga. <laughs> I call it manga. I don't know if that's right. So I've I heard, I've it. heard manga. I've heard manga. <laughs> that's wrong. I don't. That's, <laughs> that's straight up wrong. <laughs> I know that's wrong. Some people say manga. I guess manga is probably closest to the correct. Manga <laughs> sounds very American. Manga. <laughs> it's like if someone named Anna. Mm. It's like Anna. <laughs> it's just like oh god on a <laughs> right it's just like no Anna sounds better it's like manga sounds better yeah so the first manga I, I read was fruit basket okay it's about this girl who meets these guys who are part of this family and anytime they hug somebody from the opposite sex they turn into an animal from the zodiac that sounds ridiculous it is as long as you acknowledge the fact that this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard yeah i don't think it's good <laughs> but it's shorter than one piece you just piss off <laughs> Our entire weeb audience. <laughs> my my older sister's like, you fucking take it back. <laughs> <laughs> She'll wake up with like a knife to your throat, like take it back. <laughs> I know there's anime I would probably enjoy. I just like haven't. It was one of those things. I'm like, hi, this is also this is an uphill battle for me. Mm-hmm. Like it just it doesn't click with me. But like I'm happy that you're watching 900 episodes of One Piece. <laughs> When you say it like that, it makes me feel like I'm more advanced in my nerding than I, than <laughs> you. But at the same time, you are way more into comics than I am. But that's that's the trade-offs. Like you can talk about the intricacies of like JoJo or yeah, all these niche animes. But like I can tell you, <laughs> Earth Two or Earth One Batman are different. And like who is Ultraman? I don't know. Ultraman's the weird Brooklyn version of Superman, who's like. <laughs> an awful person so earth three is this other earth where basically they're all evil and instead of like the justice league they're the syndicate okay and they just they just run a crime ring you have ultraman owl man uh all these kind of different versions of the characters of the justice league and they just basically run a crime syndicate how many of them have goatees when compared to the good person <laughs> versions. None of them. Oh, um, that's good writing. It's a lot. It was a lost opportunity. <laughs> like I know that. You know that's more my world. I can tell you all the different dark 
Batman that rose from the from the dark multiverse when the Court of Owls summoned that dark bat god to Jesus. take over the Earth. And then the other side, neither <laughs> of us are into tabletop war games. Like Risk? No, no, I'm talking about like heavy, like Risk is baby games compared to these ones. Wait, oh, there's like more intense? Yeah, oh. with like different units and like terrain stuff. Like, have you not... I mean, I know like the miniatures and like the comic shop we used to, or the the game shop, right? It was a game shop. Midgard had like miniature painting parties. When you think miniatures, you think they go in like a grid for your tabletop D and D, but like there are these hugely elaborate. Like I said, I don't know a right. lot about them, but I have a cousin who crafts realistic life-size versions of like the weapons and armor they use in those games. And then him and his friends get together for photo shoots all in cosplay. Oh, like, uh, yeah, that's another thing I haven't touched on <laughs> is cosplay. I've not done cosplay for a while. I had an idea for cosplay that I really wanted to do. It is not as relevant now, but it would have killed at a con. Harley Quinn. Yes. <laughs> From Suicide Squad? Yep, yep, that exact one. You would be the only one. Yeah, um, <laughs> the only, only Harley Quinn that's ever done Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> one, one of my friends, Andy, has a Roadhog cosplay Oh, that he does a lot. Yeah. And he has a group of friends who do various Overwatch heroes. So like one of his friends is Baby Diva. Uh, he, has, he has a McCree, he has a May and all these people. <laughs> and I remember he's like, oh, you should come to a con. What do you, you know, who do you want to be? And I'm like, I don't know. And it just, it clicked. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go as a loot box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going as a loot box. And I was going to get like a shitty cardboard box with like suspenders. <laughs> and they're like, oh, loot box. And I would just give them like little sheets of paper that has like, it's a skin you already have <laughs> on it. Or like the legendary you didn't want. <laughs> That's perfect. And I was going to just hand those out. I was going to be like kind of over it. That was going to be the characters like, oh, okay, uh, here. And it's like, <laughs> just do that. That was going to be my, now Overwatch is not as big as it was. Yeah. You know, all of that. But I was like, oh, that would have been the prettiest girl of the ball. This is all to come around to say that love languages are important. Yeah, love languages are really important. It's also useful at work. I know what my boss's love languages are so that I know how to interact with her in a way that she will appreciate the most. Right. It would probably be really useful when you start to have employees under you. If I give Matt a gift card for Starbucks, he's not going to appreciate it as much as if I stop him in the middle of the day and I let him know personally what a good job he's doing. Right, right. Like if my boss in my old job had come down to my cubicle and been like, hey, happy birthday. I'd be like, oh, shoot, that means so much more than like the card that you signed, but somebody else wrote. <laughs> yeah, that would have gone so much farther. Just like just the little stuff like that it doesn't need to be big, just like little things. All right, I'll check one more time. So you saw it, right? Like he looks different. He looks, you know, just more comfortable. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, so my dog is looking really, really cute. He's like splayed out on his back with his paws up like that. And he's just like head upside down. Yeah, he's just kind of wiggling around the wiggling around on the bed. He's been sleeping in the exact middle of the bed too, which is minorly, you know, inconveniencing for me because I need to sleep in the bed. But ultimately, I'm fine with it because he's an 18-pound Shih Tzu who runs my life. This is all to say that getting a dog is a really, really good investment. You're gonna get emotional returns. You're gonna get physical returns because if you're taking a dog out all the time. At the same time, you no, know, they can be frustrating. But I think ultimately. 
you do get a good return on your investment. And I'm still talking because he's done. And I'm just going to keep going and going and going because ultimately he's done this prank to me a couple of times. And I feel like this is my way back in. He's been gone a while. Are they okay? I think they're dead. Yeah. I want to say they think they're dead, which is a damn shame because they're going to get married in like two months. This is fun. This is must be how you feel when I walk away and you're yeah, like, well, exactly. I'll have to wait for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so now if, if I hear something I don't like, I'm going to make, who's our editor? Ronnie. Ronnie. Sorry, Ronnie. Ronnie. I, I literally never talked to the kid. I, don't I hope know. he's okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> she said that I meet her love languages by doing the dishes because it, it helps her come home to a good space. I can, so. Yeah, I can understand that. She's very much a space person. And that's winding up. And the pitch! As much as I like really, really <laughs> thinky things, and I like to be challenged. Yeah. I like stupid shit. I agree. <laughs> For example, this most recent Friday, my usual tradition is like, oh, well, it's the weekend, I'm going to order dinner. This week, I was like, I'm going to order dinner, and I'm going to watch a movie. I was like, what am I going to watch? I had been browsing around, and like, what else? Is and then I saw it. What had just come out on the TV, um, which was the, the, the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, no. It was so stupid. Oh, no. No, but, like, it was perfect. But you don't care about it. Right. So. I'm just, like, they're, like, character development. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. That guy has a razor hat. Like, that's what I, I need to see. I need to see him body surf someone into <laughs> that spinning razor hat. You look at the guy and you're like, you have a razor hat. Yes, but I'm also the god of thunder. It's like, no, 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 you don't get two things. <laughs> you get razor hat or nothing. <laughs> and I just think it was funny because, you know, I try to see, you know, all the intricacies and complexities and all think about this stuff critically, but I'm also just like, lizard, <laughs> fight the lizard. Punch him and show me the x-ray of you breaking his ribs. Monkey fight. Like, <laughs> also because everything's connected and all my things are listening to me it's been like hi do you want to watch a compilation of every fatality ever and i'm like hell yes <laughs> i do and so it has been like here's every fatality from mortal kombat 1 through 11 oh my god dude. and i didn't watch it like the yeah. entire thing is so like that's too that yeah, that's too much <laughs> i think it's nice to turn my brain off every once in a while and i i like stupid things that help me do that i unwittingly did that the other day oh, really? and i told you about it oh yes i finally sat down i avoided spoilers for this whole time which is surprising I, yeah, I was very good. I, I didn't watch any honest trailers. I didn't watch any parodies. I avoid all the spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. And I sat down, I think it was last night, and I watched it in the dark living room. Like I did our thing we talked about where we sit and just watch it. And it was really bad. <laughs> I was so hoping that it was going to be a thing where like everybody just got butthurt and it was like a anti-prequels where it was like the prequels are bad because they're not the original and then people are like the new ones are bad because they're not the prequels or the original. <laughs> I don't know. I like Star Wars. It's lightsabers then I'll have fun. I watched this one and I was like how is this one in the 21st century the worst Star Wars movie <laughs> out of all of them? I, I want to precursor my thoughts with I know there are people who really enjoyed it. How? <laughs> who are you? You can't be listening to this podcast. You you have more venom than me. Because your tastes are all messed up. 
<laughs> oh my god i'm sorry that's very mean yes uh, if you did enjoy rise of skywalker that is fantastic i i'm happy you enjoyed that movie that's true you can find joy even in the darkest of places oh my god however <laughs> we're gonna, this discussion is going to be rise of skywalker slander for maybe uh, a couple minutes there is a moment and you texted me about it specifically oh yeah okay spoilers if you're like me and you've been saving yourself stop because this is probably the last thing we're talking about go watch it it's on yeah. disney plus Okay. You've watched it, so now you know. So when Ray and Kylo kiss, oh god, I vividly remember sitting up and being like, "Yes, I did the same thing." My knees came up to my chest, and I hugged my legs, and I was like, "What? What?" Okay, that's a choice. But and like to your point, the pacing is all off. They just like go to planets and spend five minutes there. Lando's there for God knows why. The first 50 minutes are them like shooting from planet to planet to planet. And they're like, we got to go. Ah, we're there. The old Star Wars used to like show you there is story in between when you are flying away from the bad guys and you are hidden in an asteroid belt. Like there yeah. is a story there where you like slip in and turn off the things and there's a moment and they pass by. Yeah. But you don't just cut from we're flying away to now we are in an asteroid field and everybody's supposed to be like, oh yeah, they did the thing where they just hid in the asteroids. Right. This is all to say that I do not enjoy that film in the slightest. No. Yeah. The coolest part for me might have been where Palpatine shoots lightning into the sky and everybody starts falling. I was like, that's badass. Yeah. I like that. We, we can't forget my favorite line. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> Somehow. Right. That's it. That's the least mission he gets. <laughs> so another gripe that I have, and this is just mostly with just Disney and them as a company, which is the, your token diversity. Mm. there's like a three second shot maybe three seconds at the end of the movie when everyone's hugging because we beat the empire and we get token lesbians yeah and it's like like see they're lesbians in star wars i'm like they're not <laughs> characters there are two extras that you just like you two kiss and they're like but we're not it's like and pull out gats that kiss like <laughs> the whole thing where they when they first introduced this this arc right this whole arc where it was like finn is a stormtrooper ran away i was like whoa what a cool story what a unique character he used to be a stormtrooper now he's like on his own he's discovering the force he discovered a lightsaber wow this is so cool is he the jedi the new jedi and it's like no it's that white girl <laughs> like oh well Okay, but maybe they'll be together. That's cool. Like 21st century. That's yeah, awesome. They, and they're friends, which is great. Um, maybe that's progressive. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the girl doesn't get the guy. Okay. But it's also like they give all this development to Finn and then just like... Finn's, yeah, in the last movie, Finn is a love-struck boy that just screams after Ray and then gets left behind everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's it. That's that's his character. And that's at least, the whole thing. Of at the least last in the last movie. movie, like in the first and second, he he has some sort of development. Less in the second. Less in the second, right? But in the first one, yeah. In the first one, he's like the main character, right? I know I'm gonna invite the hatred of every Star Wars blogger that listens to this, but I like Last Jedi. I like the second one. I like the second one. I know it's a very divisive thing, and people really don't like it, but I like it. It took a risk. The second one, I was like, I can see why people don't like it oh yeah I, I understand why but at least when i was watching it i was like oh this is a star wars movie right this is coherent it's doing it correctly the cinematography is good these wipes are within canon and they make sense this movie this felt like a fan-made movie yes very much it so. felt like somebody was like i know what star wars is it's lightsabers and blasters and the smuggler guy has to have a hot like 
sexual tension bounty hunter girlfriend that he <laughs> runs into. So like, I know what Star Wars is, but they miss out on where, where were the lightsaber battles? There was like one, one or two. Uh, I didn't see it. I don't know if you were watching those cuts. What happened to the really awesome panning shot moving between environments, lightsaber battles? Yeah. The lightsaber battles in that movie were just like two hits and then cut. Two hits and then, oh, we hit this shelf thing. And it's like, uh, disappointing. In our opinion, it's a stupid movie. It's kind of one of those things you can kind of like turn your brain off a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm and not think super duper critically on it. Yeah. And I, I appreciate movies that do that or are just stupid for the sake of being stupid. Like I felt the same way about like Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Which is just like, <laughs> this is so, it's a monkey and a lizard fight. And I hit play and I'm like, I am so invested in this. <laughs> if you're looking for stupid, but that's why it's good. Mm-hmm. And you want to like tiptoe your way into anime. <laughs> on Netflix right now, The Way of the House Husband. Okay is hilarious. It's about an ex-Yakuza, which if you don't know what a Yakuza is, they were like the Japanese mafia. Mm-hmm. It's an ex-Yakuza that becomes a house husband, like a stay-at-home dad. They don't have kids. Oh, so stay-at-home husband. Yeah, but he still treats everything with like the severity of the oh <laughs> Yakuza. It's, it's really, really funny. That might be my way in. I apologize to everybody about Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> but like I enjoyed Pacific Rim. You know, like... I yeah. didn't enjoy that movie. I couldn't I couldn't s- turn off my film brain and go, all right, but it's still cool because it's Star Wars. It was bad on my film brain. It was bad on my child brain. <laughs> my child. And again, this is our opinion. Feel free <laughs> to uh, send death threats in the comments. If you really, really care that much about it, I'm happy for you. Right. I hope you feel passion for liking it the same way we feel passion for hating it. Yeah. <laughs> The important part is that you've got passion. Is that, is that you feel something? <laughs> yeah, right? Just, just like feel just like those something. albums Matt was talking about. Oh, my God. I will never watch Rise of Skywalker again, but it sure made me unhappy. I, I, will, I will not <laughs> listen to Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want, or Swans is To Be Kind, but I appreciate what they did. There's a horse on that album. There's a horse loose in the, in the hospital, hospital. <laughs> there's a horse on swans to be kind and when you say there's a horse you mean they just like they record there's a horse in the studio so you have this like band with like walls of amplifiers and distortion like and then it's like <laughs> this is a good environment for you this is good for you. I, I thought you were gonna say they put horse noises in their songs you're just saying they made the album and there was also a horse there. There's, they recorded a horse. There is a horse sound on the album, but they recorded a live horse in the studio. <laughs> I can't That's insane. That's dangerous. Yeah. About the halfway point of Bring the Sun slash Toussaint Louverture, a 34 minute track, the sound of horses can be heard. Wait, the track is 34 minutes? Yeah. Is this before they knew what podcasting was? <laughs> listen to our new album track nine we just shit on rise of skywalker for half an hour and that is not one i will listen to again but i appreciate it (laughs) however i will listen to post by bjork a lot oh okay i thought you were transitioning as well as our theme song, <laughs> The Process by Lakey Inspired. And if you want to listen to that theme song as part of this podcast, you can listen to it here on Spot here on Spotify. Can you tell where <laughs> I listen to the podcast? Uh. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, on Anchor, 
on Pod in a Box, on Box of Pods, on Happy Pod, on <laughs> Pods to Go, on Tide Pods, but it's called T U I D. That's such a Silicon Valley thing. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take over to spell it. <laughs> the only place you can't listen to this podcast is under the tyrannical rule <laughs> of some satanic fruit. Uh, Alan, thanks for potting with me. Matt, the ship's going down. Hop in the escape pod. <laughs> the ship is the podcast. The, the escape pod is real life, where none of you can get us. Go back and pay some bills. <laughs> oh, Matt, I love you. Thank you for being here. I love you. Thank you for doing this with me. Anytime. Lakey, hit it. Yes, best podcast I ever heard. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes the day go by a bit quicker. Uh, how about you and me do a podcast? Yeah, I think it'd be, uh, that'd be good. Okay, uh, welcome to my restaurant. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking we could do like a cold open thing where like we jump into some scenario and yeah. like, we're in a scenario and then we, uh, we podcast. Do you? Do you need me to call you a cab? I can't drive. <laughs> I'm 11. Not with that attitude. That that foley action. Just dead kid on the couch. <laughs> Just a dance <laughs> on that dead kid. <laughs> 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 <laughs>